This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Thursday, August 13th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Matthew Dwoskin. Matt, how you doing? Dylan, I'm hanging there. Yeah? Yeah, doing all right? Yeah. Yeah. We're, uh, we're recording Wednesday night, and on Wednesday, Hisashi Iwakuma threw a no-hitter. Did you see any of that? Yes, and I'm so glad that we, we told everybody to run out and put them in their DFS lineup. Yeah, we were very not that big on Iwakuma. And people have been saying, oh, he's been better since he returned from the disabled list. He hasn't really. He's been okay. No. He's been better, no. but not good. But uh the truth is, when he's healthy, and not just in the lineup, but like healthy, healthy, he's really yeah. good. He's a control guy. He can be awesome. I don't think we were convinced he was fully healthy, though. But no. I got got to think he's doing pretty okay now. Uh, there's some some upside there. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever crazy league you're in, where he's still on the waiver wire, he's worth grabbing down the stretch in case he's good to go. Uh, Matt, you got any weird Hawk Harrelson things before we get rolling here? There was one, but I, I God bless, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Oh, it'll come. It was yeah. something. It was something else brutal. Yeah, was that uh, on Wednesday? We, we always talk a day behind, so I think it was from Tuesday, but I, I, I'd, have to, I'd have to actually look it up before before I could... It'll come to you. It'll be good. Yeah, right. probably will. So uh, we got another small slate on Thursday after having a bad day the other day. This one's also split in half. I just, again, I feel like we keep saying this. This looks like a tough day. Yeah. It's, yeah. Is this our, <laughs> are we in our dry period? Is that what this is? Or are we just having a tough time? I don't know if I'm gonna go that far, but it's not. It's it's. This isn't easy right yeah, now. Yeah, it doesn't it, seem as easy as it was in in July or June. Yeah, something something's going on. All right, let's start at catcher. Uh, yeah, there's five early games and five late games. Kind of splits down the middle. Matt, what are you mm-hmm. thinking at catcher? Uh, catcher, actually, I I I feel most comfortable about my catcher picks, believe it or not. Yeah, we said that before too. They, for some reason, can find some useful catchers. Now. now Supposedly, Mark Burley's actually going to make his start on yes. Thursday. He actually yes. used Josh Begley in a lineup. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I, I did not know R.A. Dickey and Mark Burley were switching. It was listed as Burley like all day yesterday. So. Yeah, it was a late switch. So but, all those, but, yeah. Burley had like indigestion or something? I don't know. All those mashers that we had against him get bumped up. And so to Josh Fegley day on Thursday instead of Wednesday? Mm. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. So I assume you like him behind the plate. Who else do you like? Uh, it's also he has Monty Grandal today. Yes, it is. Yeah, in the evening slate, he gets Thompson, not Kevius Thompson. Yes, uh, I also believe it's pronounced Kevis, which oh. you wouldn't get from writing it. I only know that because uh, I actually worked in a league for a team that he played on, so I've worked around them a couple times actually. Uh, not to mm-hmm. dive into my long sports intern resume, but he's a. He was, a, I never worked with him personally, uh, or not really, I've never talked to him, but uh, he was on the Eugene Emeralds when I worked for the Eugene Emeralds, and he was in the Arizona Fall League when I was in the Arizona Fall League. I don't know him, though. Um, oh. I just know that the I seems to be silent, I believe. Kivas. Kivas uh, Sampson. But yeah, Yasmani Grandal should be able to hit him, is the point. I would hope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, like, struck out guys in the minor leagues, but he also walked everybody in the minor leagues. He's not mm. a top prospect, so... Yeah, I like that. Who else do you like? And Kyle Schwarber. Kyle Schwarber, absolutely. That's a good Against pick. Tyler Cravey. Tyler Cravey. Early slate, useful. Yeah, if you like yeah. him over Fegley, there's no reason not to like him. He's mm-hmm. become one of those big left-handed bats in that lineup. Anybody else for you? No, yeah, that was it. 
Okay. Uh, I had a few more, but it's really just to try and flesh out some more options. I like all those. You could go Travis Darno against Eddie Butler. Why not? It's not in cores, but he likes to hit righties. That's a bad righty, and that's a bad bullpen. Go nuts, Travis Darno. You would not be crazy. And then in a late slate opposite, uh, Yasmani Grandal. You could go Buster Posey against Steven Strasburg. I wouldn't be pumped about it. That's really just to find a B option. I think Yasmani Grandal is the place to go. I think there are other better, cheaper options than Buster Posey against Steven Strasburg. Strasburg has his problems, but I don't like betting against him. Um, I like Wilson Ramos against Ryan Vogelsong. Uh, usually I like Wilson Ramos against lefties, but he's been kind of bad against both sides of the plate this year. I just think mm-hmm. Ryan Vogelsong's bad, though. So uh, I'm betting against Vogelsong more than on Ramos, who's kind of stunk this year. Um, yeah, did you see any others, really? That's five or six options there between the two slates. I, th- I think that's about it. Yeah. How about first base? A little more livelihood at first base? Actually, not, there were some matchups I liked, but not as many as I thought. Um, I'm starting with, with Adrian Gonzalez against Kivis Thompson. Yes. Yes, yes. That's it. Kivis Sampson. It's becoming a hilarious gonna, meme at this point. Podcast, I'm convinced. I don't know why. <laughs> it's stuck now. I like that same reasoning like Grandall. They should do fine against him in that bad bullpen. Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah, that's in the late slate. In the early slate, I got three, and they're all good. Um, Lucas Duda okay. gets Eddie Butler. Great, and and the Rockies. Prince Fielder gets Irvin Santana and the Twins bullpen. Also just I get that written down. I also, also Mitch Moreland. Yeah, why not Mitch Moreland? If you like Prince Fielder, you got to like Mitch Moreland. And then uh, Anthony Rizzo gets Tyler Cravey. I know you like that. I had Anthony Rizzo against Taylor Cravey as well. Yeah, so early slate's easy to find. Late slate, you got Aegon. And then I'd go Eric Hosmer gets Garrett Richards. Garrett Richards is not as good as he was last year. He's not bad. He's not really a guy to pick on. But uh, I think Hosmer could get some hits off of him. He likes to hit righties, so I don't love that. I think Aegon's the obvious one. And then if you want to go a little deeper, Ryan Zimmerman against uh, Ryan Vogelsong. Don't... I apologize to interrupt you, but just to back up a little bit. Sure. You know, Gary Richards really have a platoon split. No, I, I just, but Eric Hosmer does. He likes to hit righties. So uh, yeah. that's more of a, that's a pro Hosmer pick instead of an anti Richards pick. Fair enough. Yeah. I, it's not great. I think Aegon's the, the, the type A choice there. It's just if you want to go mm-hmm. alternate. Um, and yeah, Garrett Richards is just, he's okay. Just not great. Um, you could try, like, Albert Pujols against Guthrie. Uh, I'd be okay with that. I really want to get a left-handed batter against Guthrie. He has such a bad split, but he also just isn't good, so Pujols could do fine there, right? Yeah, any other first baseman for you? I've got one, but it's a, it's a goofy choice. Okay. My, my guy, Clint Robinson. Okay, that's not awful at all. You gotta make sure he gets in there, but... Yeah, it's... I wouldn't be surprised if he got in there against Ryan Vogelsong. Yeah. Um, you know, Clint, he, he doesn't, he does a platoon advantage. He is a big, big, big lefty. And Ryan Vogelsong is, in fact, right handed. And bad. Yes. And not very good in 2015. In, yeah, 2015. Mm-hmm. And, and, and not, not only does Robinson kind of mash right handed pitching, uh, Vogelsong is pretty bad against lefties. 869 OPS against. Yeah. Uh, I can see that. If he gets in, I like that. And not only is that a cheaper pick, but I don't feel like that's a punt at all. I think Robinson can produce there. He has some I, I kind of like Clint Robinson. He, yeah. He's enormous, and he, and he hits the ball really hard. Yep. Uh, I like Adrian Gonzalez more, 
but I don't mind that as like an alternate pick, you know. You don't want to go with all of the obvious guys on a small slate like this, you know. I I think Clint Robinson, he he would also qualify in the outfield in most formats. Yeah, in which I don't mind that as your third or second outfielder either. Um, Okay, second base, what are you thinking? I've I've got two names. All right, I have two for each slate. Oh, wow. Okay, I've got two for the early slate then. Okay, what do you got? I'm starting with Daniel Murphy against Eddie Butler. I think he's I, the obvious pick. I know you would. You like Daniel Murphy? I'm fine with yeah, that. He, yeah. He's he's kinda of taken over the obligatory second baseman pick from Howie Kendrick and how he's hurt. Yeah. You like him more than I do, but I'm fine with it. Yeah. And my other second base pick is Rugned Odor also, against yeah. Urban Santana. Yep, I have that. Rugned's been good. Those are both early slate, but I like them both. Yeah. Okay, so who'd you have in the late slate? Late slate. Uh, it's tough. It wasn't good. Um, no. I mean, you got Neil Walker, but he gets Lance Lynn, and you got our boy Colton Wong, but he gets Francisco Liriano. Like, ugh. ugh. No you, you know, Jason Kipnis is out. It's tough. You don't want the second base situation in Anaheim or in Kansas City. Um, maybe Ben Zobris, but not really against Garrett Richards. Um, what you want is this Dodgers call up to replace Howie Kendrick. If he gets in the lineup, is uh Jose Peraza. I can't believe that in this like 13 player trade where the Dodgers went out and got some starting pitchers including Alex Wood, you know, and Matt Latos and whatnot. How did they also get a top prospect? It doesn't make I mean, I know how. It's cuz they spent a bunch of money and they're mm-hmm. footing bills. But they got Jose Peraza who's a legitimate second base prospect and he's right-handed, so he doesn't have a platoon advantage against Kivas, but he runs really fast, really, really fast. He should steal bases. That's his value. Um, the Dodgers put him right in the lineup the first day he came up. It's unclear if he's going to really have that job all to himself. But if he gets in the lineup, he's going to be cheap. He hasn't blown up his price yet, and he's going to run like crazy. Not like, you know, old school Jose Reyes or like Billy Hamilton speed, but like he runs. So if he gets in that lineup, it's I think they're going to score plenty of runs. He's a legit prospect. I like him as a sneaky option. If he doesn't get in, you have Enrique Hernandez, who's okay. You know, if mm-hmm. he gets in, fine. It's not the I like him against lefties more. That Reds bullpen is bad though, so I like any of those Dodgers. And then uh, you go Anthony Rendon against Ryan Vogelsong. That's righty on righty. I wish it were a lefty. It's not strong, but it would be okay. Um, we don't have Joe Panic either. I don't know that that late slate is tough. Uh, yes, second base it really is. Seeing a Jose Ramirez against Nathan Eovaldi, like that's not inspiring either. So I like Peraza if he's in. I even like Enrique Hernandez if he's in. Um, but I don't think he'd be crazy for going Rendon against Vogelsong either. Not even necessarily because he'll ruin him righty on righty, but the Nationals should score, so he could be a part of a, a good day for them. Third base, uh, hmm. we got to start with our picks from the day before. Brett Lowry and and Valencia going to yes. going to those two names had written down. We liked them before, and we like them again. Uh, yes, pick them. Yeah, they can go there uh, against Mark Burley in Toronto. You got any others at third base? No. Yeah, it was tough. So I I, I did a little digging because it was absolutely tough. Okay. In the early slate, uh, would you hate Adrian Beltre at Irvin Santana? No. Yeah, you want him against lefties, but on a day like this, I mean, Irvin Santana isn't great, and that bullpen isn't great. So it's not obvious, but it's very serviceable. He'd be fine. Mm. So if you want to go Adrian Beltre, go nuts. Um, same with Chris Bryant against Tyler Cravey. Like, it's not the platoon advantage, but I think the Cubs should be able to score against Tyler Cravey. 
So Chris Bryant could be a part of that. So that's that's picking good matchups or bad pitchers more than great situations. But uh, I like either of them. They'd be fine. I think Brett Lowry is our favorite pick, though. Um, if not, for I would agree. Yeah. And then uh, in the evening slate, I have two names that also aren't ideal. But Mike Mustakis gets Garrett Richards. Yeah. It's fine. I, I glance at that. I, I I couldn't write it down honestly. Yeah, it's not great, but you need somebody. I like him. And then uh, I'm cheating, but I'm going with Rendon again against Vogelsong if he's at third base. That is cheating. Yeah. Uh, well, if he's eligible, I might need him there even more. I mean, you're not going to go Alberto Cayaspo from the Dodgers, are you? Me? Is it, I mean, no. Anybody? I'm no. That, that's way less inspiring than Mike Moustakis. If you I don't know. Cayaspo uh, against Kivas. No. No. There's nothing really to draw from that. Uh, and you don't want... I mean, you could take Todd Frazier against Matt Latos, but I like Matt Latos. I, I mean, you know what? That's worth mentioning, actually. I mean... Actually, yeah, I think I think we're going to have to throw Todd, Todd Frazier out there. Just, you know. I like Matt Latos, though. It's not a great matchup, but that's also one of the best third basemen going in the evening. You don't want Matt mm-hmm. Carpenter against Francisco Liriano. You know, you don't want Matt Duffy against Steven Strasburg. So, so you don't care about Yunel Escobar if he's third base eligible, you know, going to Ryan Vogelsong. It's a tough third base time, so Moustakis or you could pony up for Frazier. It'd be okay. Sadly, you don't want Danny Espinosa either, sadly. No. Uh, shortstop. I have four. I got two in each slate. What do you got? I've got one in the, one in the early early games and two in the, the late slate, but they're both horrible. All righty. Well, let's start with those horrible picks. Way to oversell it. What are you thinking? I'm, I'm, I kind of like Francisco Lindor against... Nadia Evaldi. That's okay. Yeah, Nadia Evaldi's bad, and Lindor. It's not lighting the world on fire yet, but no. he has talent. Yeah, he, I think the talent's more with the gloves than with the bat. But he, he does have his legs. He, he, I could see him using those against the Evaldi. Yeah, or the Yankees just is, scoring against the Yankees. And the other pick is on, on is on New York. T.D. Gregorius versus Trevor Bauer. Oh boy, you have said Gregorius before. I have. It's. And, when you're looking for short steps in DFS, you got to dig deep sometimes, and you got to come up with you know a guy with a 700 OPS versus you know right-handed pitching. Yeah, that's that's a thing. It's Trevor Bauer. I mean, you're hoping for a walk there against Trevor Bauer, right? That might be the best case scenario is that he walks three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and again, I think that the Yankees can score on him. So I guess um, yeah, Trevor Bauer does, he does seem to give up quite a bit, of, quite a few runs. Yeah, in the early slate, uh, would you consider Elvis Andrews against Irvin Santana? Consider it. Don't like it. I think I like Marcus Simeon as, as the best pick in that's, the early slate. That's my pick in the early slate, too. We're picking A's going to Toronto, picking on Mark Burley. Marcus Simeon would have the platoon advantage there. Uh, and he, it's pretty clear he's not a great shortstop, at least not this year. He's just making a lot of errors. But mm-hmm. uh has some pop and has some speed. So, uh yeah, I think that's my favorite early slate pick. And then in the evening, past Lindor and Gregorius, you could go Jimmy Rollins against Kiva Sampson. Uh, also not exciting, but I like him more than Didi Gregorius, at least. And I then, don't know if that's accurate. I, I know it's accurate that I like him more. Uh, you might not, and that's okay. No, I, I, you're right. I do not. Yeah. Uh, and then Ian Desmond has started to show that he is a capable fantasy producer again, and he gets Ryan Vogelsong. No platoon advantage, but... 
there's talent there. There's a good lineup there. I like the Nationals uh, scoring runs against the Giants. So if you want to get back on Ian Desmond after he's, you know, starting to show signs of life, I could see that okay. Um, all right. How about the outfield? Did you have more luck in the outfield at least? I think so. Okay. Where are you going in the afternoon? I'm I'm, I'm starting with Curtis Granderson. In, in the early games, my top part, one of my top picks. Yeah. I, I'm fine with that for sure. He gets mm-hmm. Eddie Butler and the Rockies bullpen. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about him before. He's boring and dependable, basically. I don't think he's that boring. I, think he's, I actually kind of like this for him. Okay. I, I just, yeah. Okay. I, I'm in. I'm with you. Who else do you like? I, I kind of like Eddie Rosario, but you know he's not going to draw a walk, so you're kind of limited by his by production. You're, you're hoping he run, he's able to put one over the fence or seal a base or something. Is he the most inspiring left-handed bat in the Minnesota Twins lineup? I At this point, yes. I, I, I see him get a good matchup. I see these Twins get, like, Chichi Gonzalez on Thursday. I'm like, great. And then I go, who do I... Because it's not Joe Maurer. Uh, mm-hmm. You know who I miss? Who has disappeared into fantasy irrelevance, and I wish it would come I, back. Is I think uh, I know who you're going to say, but go ahead. Is it Oswaldo Garcia? Oh, I was going to say Kenny's Vargas. Uh, kind of. I liked Oswaldo Garcia more. Oswaldo Garcia is young and just like totally showed the makings of a like 240, 35 homer hitter. Like he had pop and could not reach base to save his life. Yeah, he's. Kinda hitting at AAA right now. He might be hurt. He's not really hitting at AAA. I don't know what happened to him. He's only 24. I wish he would come back, but the Twins mm-hmm. are not sold on him. He's played a little bit in the majors this year. He hasn't been good. If he came back and we're playing every day, I would be intrigued. But he's gone. He's gone. Eddie Rosario, I wrote down. I'm fine with it. I'm not excited about it. Uh, I have Chris Coglin against. Uh, oh, I was just about to, literally just about to say Chris Coglin. Yeah, that's well. I feel better about it now. Uh, trying to find more left-handed bats, you know, in that Cubs outfield because Dexter Fowler is interesting, but he hits lefties, not righties. Yeah, I like Chris Coglin. Uh, they've been playing with him in the infield sometimes. You seen that? I have. Yeah, they just created. They hate Starlin Castro. That's why. Pretty, uh, yeah, the, I think when 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 you read, him, he's like you know taking balls at second base and third base. It's it's pretty obvious his time is over. Yeah, yeah, which is too bad. He's still super young. But uh, I don't know. He has a good contract. But yeah. Um, how about Delino De Shields getting Irvin Santana? Yeah, I don't. I have no problem with with, with little Delino. I kind of like it. Yeah, it'd be okay. Um, Ryan Braun gets a lefty at Wrigley Field, but it's John Lester, and John Lester's yeah. been pitching about as well as you can expect John Lester to pitch. He just allows like two runs every time out, which is okay. He goes deep into games, so I don't love that matchup. But I also don't hate it if you want to get Ryan Braun in. If you, if you find yourself with money because you didn't really find good places to spend it on the infield, you could go Ryan Braun at Wrigley, don't you think? I'm actually I'm kind of conf- conflicted about that. I don't mind necessarily leaving, you know, not spending your entire budget if if you think you have the correct matchup. That's yes, absolutely. Try and find you know your favorite guys in a vacuum. But yeah. do, do you think Ryan Braun is doomed to go over for four against John Lester? I wouldn't say doomed, but it is possible. It's certainly possible. Um, okay, how about uh, back to Minnesota? Would you go Shinsu Chu ever against Irvin Santana? Sure, why not? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a very confusing pitcher, but I could see him doing that. And then, um, yeah, that might be it for me in the afternoon. Do you have any other early outfielders? I really did. In those no. five games? 
No, no one I really. Well, I, I guess he, you could make a case for Kelly Johnson if you're desperate. Yeah, she would get Eddie Butler, and that would be okay. But yeah, you got to make sure he gets in the lineup too. He doesn't have an everyday job. But I wouldn't hate that. You're right. If you got in, that would be okay. Um, how about the evening slate? What are you thinking? Evening slate, honestly, I I think you you kind of have to start with th- those Dodgers outfielders, don't you? I'm, I'm yeah. you know when I say Dodgers outfielders, I'm speaking specifically you know Ethier and Peterson. Yep, they get uh yeah they get Kivas. Why not? Right? Mm. Yeah, I like both of them. Jock's been pushed down the lineup a ways, but he still has plenty of talent. I feel like. Yeah, he does. Do you like Michael Brantley against Nate Eovaldi? Yeah, I like Michael Brantley in general. Yeah, he'll do fine there. It's not even bad against lefties. Uh, how about Cole Calhoun against uh, Jeremy Guthrie? Yeah, I could. Yeah, that's that's a, a fine matchup. For, that's that's a, actually a really nice matchup for Cole Calhoun. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I like any decent lefties getting Jeremy Guthrie. And he's yeah, pretty much. Uh, Jeremy Guthrie currently he gets he gets mashed by lefty bats. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I think we we should look for a bit, you know a bit deeper in the. In, in the Angels lineup for options, because yeah. he does not do well against lefties this year. Well, a bit deeper than Cole Calhoun that I like. I, I, this guy's just good enough to produce against him. David Murphy should get in against Jeremy Guthrie. And David Murphy is not exciting day in, day out, but I think he's completely capable of producing in that matchup, don't you? Absolutely. Yeah, that'll be a cheap option, but it's just a good place to go. The problem with picking against Jeremy Guthrie is if they blow him up in four innings, you now have five innings of the Royals' bullpen to deal with. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I like picking on Jeremy Guthrie, and at least these are left-handed guys, so they'll presumably have better matchups, but it's it's not as juicy as you would think, because we've seen that happen, you know. And I mean, if they chase him that early, it hopefully means they made some points off of him, but I don't know. Hard, hard to pin down. Um, I also like he's he's been hurt. You got to make sure he's okay. But Bryce Harper getting Ryan Vogelsong, uh, if he's if he's going, uh, why not? Right, that's a big lefty bat hitting a guy that really struggles. It seems like a almost an obvious one. That there might be a lot of people doing that though. I don't uh, with the injury. I'm not sure that people will. Yeah. Uh, well, if he's injured and not playing, you don't want him at all. But if he gets in there, absolutely. Uh, who else did you have in the late slate? In the late slate, honestly, not much else. They're, I'm, I'm looking for names here. I'm, I'm kind of struggling, honestly. The, the one that really screws everything up is Pittsburgh at St. Louis, Liriano yeah. at Lynn. You could go Randall Grichuk against Francisco Liriano. It's a big righty bat getting Liriano. He's real strong, but would not shock me if he went over 4. That seems like a good fade or sneaky pick to me to try and get in there because he'll be mm-hmm. unpopular but could also do something. Uh, I don't know. He hits the ball really hard, and but I don't know. Well, the Rihanna's pretty scary to go up against. He's very yeah. capable of those scoreless outings. I'd have to, yeah, I'd have to. I don't, I don't like to bet against Francisco Rihanna. Never have, never will. Yeah, and you don't want McCutcheon or Starling Marte or anything in St. Louis probably against Lance Lynn. It's not the ideal matchup for them, though. Yeah, we're, we're trying to dig a little bit. I mean, would you take Marlon Bird against Matt Latos? On a day like this, I think I'd rather spend money in the outfield and try to save as much as I can in the infield. So, mm-hmm. unless I absolutely needed to, probably not. Yeah, I would consider it. I mean, if if I needed an outfielder and he fit my budget, I would. Yeah. I would. I wouldn't have a problem with it. But. So I see Michael Brantley. I see Cole Calhoun. I see Chuck Peterson. Andre Ethier. It's tough in these five games. I mean, you can pick some of the Yankees guys against Trevor Bauer. I think that's going to be popular too. If you want to go Ellsbury or Gardner. Mm. Uh, 
it's it, I don't love picking against Trevor Bauer, but I feel like in a day like this, there's not a whole lot of better options. Yeah, I I, was, I, I, I agree with you completely. I, I'm struggling to find guys. Yeah. I really am. Even your mediocre Giants outfielders, you don't want them against Strasburg, right? Uh, don't forget Clint Robinson. We're back to Clint Robinson. If he's in yeah. the outfield, there you go. That's, there's, there's, there's a cheap outfield play for you, my guy. I, I like him to, to round things out. If you went Brantley and Ethier and Clint Robinson or something like that. Um, all right, so on a day like this where it's hard to find pitching options, hitting options, there's plenty of pitching options. That's what I'm trying to get out and say. Before, before we continue, do you know what Clint Robinson's Twitter handle is? I don't, but I'm excited to hear it now. At Bat Hoarder. H-O-A-R-D-E-R? Correct. Oh, isn't it... Is he the one that, like, collects stuff? <laughs> uh, head, we're going to do some mid-podcast Googling. No, hold on. You know who I'm thinking of? I'm thinking no. of... It's Hector Santiago. I don't know why I confused the two of them. He's an autograph collector. Have you heard of that? He's a professional athlete. He's an autograph collector. Like, Hector Santiago gets all of his teammates to sign things, and then, like, when he goes to other stadiums, he tries to get, like, players on the other team to, like, sign jerseys and stuff for him. He's, like, a total dork. Is he homeschooled as well? I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah. Sorry. I don't know why I thought that was Clint Robinson when you just said hoarder. I was like, oh, is he a guy that, like, picks up stuff? No. Uh, just, you can Google it. I just did now. There's one on OC Register. And there's, like, pictures of him at home with all of his jerseys. He, like, loves to get... It's clearly, like, a baseball fan, which is hilarious. Uh, there's a few other guys that do that, too. There was a guy that was in the Twins bullpen for a while that was really big on uh, on autographs and stuff. It's like, I'm sorry, but if you're a pro athlete and you're collecting autographs, it's like the saddest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a hobby. Uh, oh, it's, you okay. know who it is you're, I'm thinking of? Okay, you're, you're like a, a, you know, a, 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 a major league swinger when it comes to... When it comes to baseball, you you've been around a lot of professional athletes. Who was the last guy you actually got an autograph from? Oh me, yeah. Oh, I don't do that. It's I mean I can never? get fired. I could get fired doing it. So no, I never did it. I've handled them. I've helped other people get them before, but no, I never. Okay, who, who was the last person you saw sign an autograph? Oh, see, that's the thing. So I've worked most recently in the Arizona Fall League and. Arizona Fall League has awesome big prospects and like nobody goes to the games and the players get hounded because it's such good access because i can walk up to the front row and like talk to them while they're in the on 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 deck circle uh which is really cool and also really obnoxious and so uh there are autograph hounds all the time and if it's a 12 year old kid it's awesome but when it's like a 35 year old guy that's at every single game and bugging other players all the time to like sign his like flip binder full of cards we had jorge alfaro who was a catching prospect for the rangers he just got traded yeah. to the to the phillies um one guy came up to him and was like hey can you sign for me and he goes yeah sure the dude opened up a binder and had like 40 copies of jorge alfaro's card and wanted him to like sign them all and alfaro was like are you serious are you kidding me grown man? <laughs> like you want me to sign 40 cards like, he signed, like, two of them and then, like, walked away. Like, and those are obnoxious because they're very clearly being done for profit. It's like, sign this so mm. I can sell it. And the players learn all these tricks. There's a whole thing. Like, guys will do tricks about, like... Because... So the players love signing for kids that want autographs, but it's not fun to sign for an adult who's going to sell it on eBay. 
So then the guys no. who collect signatures learn tricks like, let my 12-year-old nephew do it, and he'll get the things, and then I can sell them. And then the players learn to counter that with things like, what's your name, little kid? Oh, it's Johnny? Well, I'm going to sign it to Johnny, because then that doesn't sell for yeah, as Yeah, I know. So you can sell it, yeah. And then the play- like the guys that get the autographs learn to counter that, where they like put like material on where it's signed, like some sort of Vaseline or something. And then after it's signed, they can rub off parts of it they don't want and leave just the signature. So, like, there's a whole, like, thing going back and forth over autographs. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of gross at times. I've seen it all. It's <laughs> it's nuts. Uh, so, I do not ask for autographs because I work around baseball players, and that's a, that's a big no-no. Um, I've seen a lot of that. Um, also, when I was talking about the pitcher in the Twins bullpen that was a big dork about baseball players, it's Pat Neshek, who's now with the Astros, of course. Um, he's a big uh, collector. Also, uh, I don't know. That's yeah, funny probably, to me. I guess something he's either money anymore. There was a time when he was kind of broke, I think. Yeah, he's doing just fine now. Um, mm-hmm. That was a huge tangent about autographs, all started by Clint Robinson's Twitter handle, which did not actually relate to what I thought it related to. Yeah, well, I, I just, 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 just for full disclosure, I cannot remember the last autograph I asked for. The last picture I asked for, I think, it was 2010 when I met. Uh, a Korean baseball player okay. in, in when I was living in Korea. I uh, I have a story about that. Let's finish up these pictures and then get back okay. to our our nonsense. Because uh, I have a I did ask for a picture once. I think I told you this story. All right. Um, well, I, uh, I, I, I guarantee my picture story is better than yours. Okay. So. Uh, pictures. Who do you like on the early slate for Thursday? The I, I think you got to start with Noah Syndergaard. Yes, you do. He gets the Rockies. That's a that's a good matchup on the road. The Rockies do not hit on the road. It's a lot. Yeah, they're worse than you think. Um, yeah. Noah Syndergaard's good. Do you like, even though I like Ryan Braun against him, do you like John Lester against the Brewers? Yeah, I like just about anybody against the Brewers this year. Yeah. John Lester should left. do just fine. Sonny Gray goes to Toronto. It's, don't you know, love it. You know, you're you're going to pay, pay full price for it, and I don't think it, it's going to have the best result. Yeah, there's. I miscounted earlier. There's only four early games. Uh, if you're going to do a big stack, I like that just because I think he could do it and is not going to be popular. Uh, mm-hmm. So I like him as a fade, but if you want to go in a smaller game and go more obvious, it's Syndergaard or Leicester in those early games, for sure. There's not much else to really like there. I, I, I kind of think everybody's going to be playing that, so that kind of makes me want to like, you know, take a look at like a Chichi Gonzalez or Irvin Santana or, or Mark Burley. God forbid, a Tyler Craig. Mark Burley's not awful. I mean, the A's don't hit that lefties that well, and I could, you know... I, Strikeouts suck. It's not my favorite at all, but... I think it, if everybody else goes badly, there's only four games, so I don't know. Yeah, uh, how about in the huge five-game late slate? Uh, honestly, I would probably build around the, the, the Matt Latos and Steven Strasburg. Or, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like those. I'd, I'd probably start with. I like Latos. I like Strasburg. They both could do fine. I like Liriano and I like Lynn. The problem is they face off against each other. Yeah, so they kind of cancel each other out. So. Uh, pick one. Uh, I like Liriano more as a pitcher. I like Lan Lynn's matchup against the Pirates more. So I, I would I would go with Lynn honestly. Yeah. I was picking. Yeah, and then uh, Trevor Bauer gets the Yankees. That's okay, right? Yeah, it's not great. Not great. It's okay. Yeah. Any other pitchers you see? Not. A, you could make a case for Ryan Vogelsong, but not a very good one, especially if oh. Bryce Harper's not in the lineup. Yeah, it's I. Uh, that would be a dark horse. I don't think he'd be crazy. But I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't like it. I it could I could see it getting points, but I wouldn't love it. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. 
Um, okay. So, yeah. Rough day out Thursday. He's been home, but he's been awful his last couple of starts. Yeah, he's been bad. Uh, it's a rough day. I hope... We, we offered multiple choices at every position in both slates, and I think that's the best we can do. Um, we want to hear from you guys. Uh, if you Tweet us uh, if there's any that stick out to you that you like more, especially for the late slate that you think we miss if you're big on guys. But uh, it's a tough day. It's a tough day. I don't feel like we missed any obvious ones. All right, Matt. So it reminded me because it was at the winter meetings last year. I think I told you this story. I see ball players. I see executives. I see, you know, all that stuff. And I freak out in my head because I am a baseball fan okay. too. I've, I've got to ask, have you ever seen Kenny Williams? I'll be honest with you. I don't know that I would recognize uh, Kenny Williams. I don't. I don't know that. On, on the top of my head, I'm trying to think of what I what he looks like. Large African American gentleman. Uh, I don't. I have probably seen him around, but I'm like looking at pictures of him online now. I would not have gone. Oh, look, it's Kenny Williams at all. Oh, really? Because I... yeah. what would you do if like he like came into your work tomorrow? He'd be like, first, you'd be like, "What are you doing here in my workplace?" But like, actually, what... actually, believe it or not, it you know, I, I, I my day job is at an ad agency, and we don't necessarily get celebrities in, but we do get. Uh, people who are known, I would say, like, yeah. um, a lot of the clients are, you know, we, you know, have high profile, you know, advertising, ad- advertising. Ima- I, I don't want to say the exact industry we work in just for, you know, sure. privacy but, sake. But, but p- people that you would recognize come in. People, okay, just living in the Chicagoland area, there are several very recognizable people in the industry that I work in. Yeah. And, I've been instructed not to like, you know, freak out and say, Hey, it's yes. so-and-so. So I, at work, I'm actually pretty good about not like calling out, you know, people that I recognize. Yeah. Okay. So say you saw him not at work though. Say you ran into Kenny Williams organically. So would let's you... say I'm, I'm at Home Depot. I'm, I'm looking yeah. for, would you, know, you be the crazy fan? Breaks in my condo and, yeah, and, and and KW is like looking at light bulbs. Yeah, would you like be the crazy fan that's like, I have opinions for you, GM of my favorite team. <laughs> for 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 Kenny, no, I wouldn't. If it was Robin Ventura, I would probably like you know just go outside to pee in his car. Yeah, <laughs> that'll show him. You, you'd really <laughs> you'd get him there. This is what you get for the Adam Dunn contract or something. No, oh, for, no, for for Robin, it would be this is what you get for. You know, generally being a horrific manager. Yeah. But no, for for Kenny, I, I would probably just say, you know, thank you for 2005, and you know, let him, you know, and 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 keep a low profile. Yeah. So okay, so when I see players, like I've just yeah, I've seen like Felix Hernandez walk by, and you can't just run up. The other thing is like I don't have anything to say to ball players to athletes. We have nothing to discuss. There's no, like... Now, if it was John Crook, there'd be a fist fight. Because we we talked about my feelings about John Crook. Uh, Well, so I don't get that starstruck by players. Like, I notice them. But we we don't have anything in common. I I can't, like, talk about change-ups with Felix Hernandez. I get more interested when I see baseball personalities like John Crook or, like, uh, Buster Olney. Because, like, oh, I could talk to Buster Olney about something. I don't know that I would. But, like, that's a little more interesting. Um, I, hmm. we talked about this yesterday. Uh, I saw Brad Osmus at the winter meetings and Brad Osmus and I both went to the same college, which is not known for baseball. And I was like, yeah. there's a reason to go up to him and talk to him and be like, Hey, I went to the same college as you. And I did. He was at the hotel bar 
and he was not interested in talking to me at all, to put it politely. <laughs> and he was not rude. He was not rude at all. Uh, he definitely, like, entertained the concept of small-talking me for about 30 seconds. But I just got, like, so many signals real quick. I was like, oh, I'm just pestering you. And so I was like, well, thanks, bye. <laughs> Big gulps, huh? Well, see you later. But uh, he was polite while being uninterested, and I cannot blame him for that. Uh, but, okay, so my favorite Starstruck moment happened at the winter meetings last year. I've never approached a player for an autograph or a picture, but I saw... Gar Rightness, the batting stance guy, walk by, just walking by in the lobby. And if you're not a batting stance guy fan, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, and I've heard him on podcasts and stuff, and I immediately was like, oh man. And I'm obviously a big enough fan that I know his name, because most people just know him as batting stance guy. Oh yeah. So I went full fanboy, and I like approached him, and I talked to him, and I told him I was a fan, and he was like the nicest, coolest guy you've ever talked to. And I did the same, like, after 30 seconds, like, well, sorry to bother you, bye. And he was like, no, no, talk to me. And, like, I talked to him for five minutes, and he was really cool. And, uh... What was he doing? I mean, was he, like, there to, like, imitate betting stances? I mean... He gets hired by teams all the time to, like, come entertain the players for events and stuff. He, like, the players love him. Like, his biggest fans are Major League players, because they love to, like, oh, do my teammate. Oh, like, do this. And they think it's hilarious. So, he does a lot of charity work, but he also, uh, he gets hired by teams for, like, their corporate events and stuff. Um, Charity work? Yeah, he's involved in a bunch of charity stuff, too. Uh, Or, like, charities will call him and be like, will you come MC our charity event for free? And he'd say, yeah, sure. So, yeah, he's just, by all accounts, a very cool human being. Um, and my interaction with him, he was super nice and he showed interest in talking to me, even when I was fanboying out. And I was like, well, cool, see you around. And I left and I walked away. And then I saw him probably six or seven hours later in the same hotel lobby. And he was talking to somebody I knew. And so I introduced myself into the conversation because I actually knew who the two people were talking. And as I walked up, he was like, Hey Dylan, how's it going? And like my head exploded because six hours ago he like met me and he remembered my name. And he was once again the coolest dude and talked to him for another five minutes. And he's just really, you know, laid back and loves his baseball. And so he asked me for directions to find some restaurant around there. And right as he was leaving, I was like, Hey Gar, I absolutely never, ever, ever do this. I work in baseball and I've never done this. Will you take a picture with me? And he laughed and was like, absolutely, of course. And it was really funny to him that I won't ask Felix Hernandez for a picture, but the batting stance guy is the one that makes me get really embarrassed and be like, yeah, let's let's take a picture together. And he was the coolest. So I don't know if your picture with a Korean baseball player story is better than that. but Oh, it crushes it. It's not even close. Uh, the batting stance guy was the one that made me break my break my professionalism, if you will, and ask for a picture. Uh, who'd you get in Korea? Okay. Um, how I got my, 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 you know, my media career started and how I actually pretty much how my, you know, my, my limited media career started was I started just, you know, with a, a Korean baseball blog when I was living in Korea. Mm-hmm. And the thing was, there, at the time, there was like one other website and he didn't really do news. He kind of just hosted a message board that was in English. Is this before my KBO? No, this is, uh, he was first, actually. Okay. But he, he, he wasn't blogging. He was just, like, hosting the message board and kind of tweeting a ton. Right. And he's still running strong. You're friends with him, right? Yeah, we're, we're friendly. We're in the same fantasy league, actually. He's mm-hmm. a, it, uh, Dan, he's a, he's a great guy. Dan K. Yeah, by all accounts, seems so, great. No, he really is. He's a solid dude. So, I, 
eventually got got hired by a magazine based in the city of Busan. And they, they in Busan, they have probably the most popular Korean team in the league, the mm-hmm. Lotte Giants. Mm-hmm. And at the time, the Lotte Giants had the only foreign manager in the history of the league, Jerry Royster. Okay, which you would imagine causes some issues. I He probably didn't speak much Korean, did he? Very exceptionally limited. Yeah. Can um, you imagine having like a Korean manager in MLB? Like it's that's a crazy concept to me. I can see why he's the first. Is all. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how who doesn't speak the language at all. That would be odd in MLB. Yeah. Anyways, so eventually, you know, I, I did a few. I did a few pieces, and eventually, they wanted me to to go down to Busan and actually interview Jerry, mm-hmm. and you know, get a press pass and like you know, goof off around the stadium and mm-hmm. write about it. So. I, I went. I had a press pass. I, I, I got to you know sit down with Jerry for twenty minutes. You know, we got to you know talk about you know the Korean league. We got to talk about you know just some of the crazy stuff that's happened to him since he came to Korea. He, he and he he kind of became like not just a manager but like an ambassador kind of. Sure. And and he would be like, you know, if any like foreign dignitary ever like visited the city, they would like trot out Jerry to like glad hand him because he has he had he has kind of that personality where he could. Like, you know, glad, you know, he, he's that kind of guy. Yeah. You know, who wouldn't mind doing that, especially if, you know, there would be a, a financial interest, you know, later. Yes. So I was hanging out at the stadium and one of the players like came off, you know, did a workout, was like coming off, like going in to get change. And it was the Korean crusher, Lee Dae Ho. Yes. I believe he won back-to-back triple crowns in Korea while I was living there. Yeah. That's and, like the one Korean baseball name I remember. And dude is massive. Okay, he's like he at the time he was like a solid like six four six five like you know two hundred eighty three hundred pounds and I did ask him for a picture and he was like drenched in sweat and he was super cool about it. he's like yeah yeah just take it and you know he, he put his arm around me and gave me a hug and then he went off to the shower I, I presume how is his English or did you ask him in Korean oh no I, I spoke only Korean to him I didn't speak English yeah. to him so. That's- that's funny. Um, but I, I, I would impress my students with this picture of me and, and, and Lee Dae Ho. Um, cause it, and it, it looked like, like a dad and his kid. Cause you've got like me, like, you know, 5'11, 170 pounds. And you've got him, you know, 6'5, 280, 290. Giant dude. Yeah. Just like, like his hand is like, you know, bigger than my shoulder. That's funny. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. That, so that's that was, good. and that was like, you know, six years. That was the last time I asked for a picture. I cannot remember the last time I asked for an autograph. Yeah, it's once you're an adult man, you lose a lot of your credibility in doing it, you know, especially. I, yeah, if if it was like an older player, like if I, I if it was if I like bumped into Frank Thomas, I think I'd, I'd be a little starstruck. Sure. Just because he, he he made such a huge impression on me as a, as a as a young adult. Yeah. No, I I definitely got ingrained in me to not approach them, you know, just have that professional face on. But yeah, I I did like that the one guy that got me was batting stance guy. You know, this guy's um, kind of funny. Yeah. All right. Well, this is a little bit of a DFS light episode because it's a tough day, but I'm glad we filled it back up with some anecdotes. We we got some nonsense. Yeah, you know, we, we try to give you your money's worth here, even even if we don't give the best DFS picks. We we didn't have uh, what's it was uh the, the pitcher, what's his name uh Iwakuma. We did have JT Realmuto, yes. which I am proud of. You did. I wasn't even in. You were. So there you go. Pat yourself Three for five back. six RBIs. <laughs> yeah, that was you. I I was not in. You were right. Just pick against the Red Sox now, apparently. 
Yeah, pretty uh, much. Yeah. Um, here's another reminder. We're switching streams over. Uh, if you listen this far in, you probably know that. But um, yeah, go change your subscriptions. This week we're on both. And starting next week, we will not appear on the stream anymore. So uh, it's easy just, you know, in iTunes, search Field of Streams is the second one. If you're on Rotographs, I post a link in the post. You can find it. You'll be able to find us. If you somehow get lost and can't find us, tweet at us. You'll go, where'd the stream go? And I'll say, you didn't listen. It's here. Uh, but come on <laughs> out. We're, we're moving out of Mom's basement, moving over to our own stream. Thanks again to The Sleeper and the Bust and Rotographs for helping us get on our feet and uh, get you guys the listeners to start out. So... Matt, you got anything else before we get out of here? You know that guy that left that snarky message on iTunes is just like rubbing his hands together. Yeah, good. I hope he does. I hope he goes and listens to his show just to say he doesn't like the subject matter. (laughs) I, yeah, I tune into this thing about this thing that I don't like, and I'm upset that it's about that. Um, That's what we're looking to avoid. That would crack me up, though. Go leave us comments on our new iTunes page. It's empty and sad. Hopefully they're good but at least make them funny if they're going to be mean. So Yeah, please. If, if you're going to be mean, be like as mean as possible. Like yeah. make fun of Dylan's hair or something. That's fine. Yeah. You don't even know what my hair is like, but it's worth making fun of. Uh, last time I saw you, it was pretty questionable. Oh, it's always questionable. Um, it's actually blue right now, uh, believe it or not. So that's how you can tell I work from home. Um, okay. That should do it for us. Uh, Matt is on Twitter at MattDFP911. I am on Twitter at HigginsFOS. We love to hear from you, and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Enjoy your baseball. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com/slash/fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.